Thank you for joining us for today's message. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is using Adventure Church to speak into your life. If you have a story you'd like to share, please do so at adventure.church slash my story. Also, if you'd like to support Adventure Church financially, you can do that online and help us bring messages just like this one to you each and every week. Now let's prepare to hear a word from God. So Kaylee, who leads our elementary, works a full-time job all week and then prepares everything for our elementary students on Sunday mornings and, and shares the word with them every week and does such a phenomenal job. And she also is on the teaching team in our student ministry and preaches on Wednesday nights. And so she is extremely busy, uh, but, a, but an amazing communicator. I've got to hear her a couple times in our student ministry and uh, just does a phenomenal job. And so today uh, I'm excited that she's going to get to share with you. So you get an inside look at what your elementary students get every week here at KidVenture. And I'm telling you, they're blessed to have someone as gifted and as uh, passionate as Kaylee speaking into their lives every week. And I know she's going to bless you today. So can we give a huge Adventure Church welcome to Kaylee Brecker. Come on up here, share the word. Thank you. It's your stage. Have fun. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I am so humbled, and I am so excited to be up here. I have, truly, I have the best time with your kids on Sunday mornings. We have so much fun back there, and I feel like I leave on Sundays having learned just as much as I hope that your kids have. So we have a great time back there. I love it. But every once in a while, my amazing team will really rally together and they're like, get out of here, go into service. And I get to come in here and worship with you guys. And I just, I love being out here with you. I love the worship team. I love whoever is speaking always brings such a great word. So today is like this really cool collision of things. Like all the best things that I love about Sunday are happening for me right now. So I am one very happy children's pastor. (laughs) Well, I asked your children... Um, what are the things that we do in KidVenture that you really want your parents to see and you think your parents need to hear? And it was pretty much unanimous, you guys, that they all wanted you to hear the rules. So we are going to do our KidVenture rules, all right? I'm not saying that's a reflection of anything going on in your homes, but (laughs) no. So can we bring up the KidVenture rules, please? And can I get my KidVenture friends to help me out? What's the number one rule in KidVenture? The hand roll. Everybody do it with me. Keep your hands to yourself. Then we like to do something in KidVenture to protect our safety, right? We blow up our personal bubbles. (laughs) Now we have this beautiful personal bubble, and you don't want your personal bubble to be popped, and you do not want to pop somebody else's personal bubble. So we're going to put our poking fingers away. Goodbye, poking fingers. All right, help me out. What's rule number two? Nice and loud. The feet rule. Where do your feet belong at all times of the day? Yes, we have a little add-in to the end there. On the ground or as close to it as possible. Some people have long legs. Some people have shorter legs. But your feet should be on the ground or as close to it as possible, which means they're not going to be on the wall, on the ceiling, on your neighbor, behind your ears, or anything like that, right? All right, rule number three. Uh, This is the hardest one for KidVenture. It's always unanimous. We always agree this is the hardest one. How many people should be talking at one time? And if one person is talking, everyone else should be 
If you forget, that's okay. We'll give you a reminder. We'll say something like, give me a thumbs up when you're ready to move on. And that should look like you are sitting up straight in your seat. Your feet are down in front of you. Your thumbs are up and your mouth is closed. Correct. All right. And the last and final rule is the tell me about the heart rule. What is the heart rule? Keep your heart open to God. Do you believe that God has some cool things that he wants to speak to you today? And can he do it if your heart is a closed up, shriveled up little raisin? He can because God can do anything, but it's so much easier for God to speak and God to move if your hearts are open. Right? So then we very, very gently, because hearts are fragile, we don't want to break them. We open up our hearts. And there's inevitably some boys who are in the back like, right? But not today. We're on our best behavior because our parents are here. All right, so that's our rules. Are we ready? Give me a thumbs up if you're ready to move on. Awesome. All right. Well, I have been working with children now for about eight years. I don't have any children of my own. I just borrow everybody else's and then go home and sleep all night by myself. (laughs) It's the best. Right? But I nanny. I nanny full time. And I've been in children's ministry now for several years. And so I do not feel at all guilty that I totally stole this quote that was meant for parents. It was totally meant for parents, but I feel like I'm justified in stealing it. And it says that children are missionaries that we send to a generation of people that we will never be alive to see. When I first heard that, I thought, wow, that's so powerful. And it's so true because my work with children, whenever I start to feel discouraged about it or feel like a little worn out, which, you know, never happens, (laughs) Whenever I start to feel discouraged about that, I remind myself that this is my participation in something that is bigger than myself. You know, for me to stand up here and say that I have a heart for Lewis Center, but if I don't have a heart for Lewis Center 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road, do I really have a heart for Lewis Center? Do I really have a heart for Adventure Church if my heart isn't to invest into what this church is going to be in 100 years? That's why I love working with children because that's my participation in something that will far outlive me. And while I am not naive enough to think that one day your children are going to pull out a notebook of carefully kept notes and be like, well, I do remember that one time when Pastor Kaylee said, right, I don't think that's going to happen. But the things that I present to them, the word of God and the spirit of God and the presence of God that we do in KidVenture, that shapes them and that affects them. And someday I will have an opportunity to touch the lives of people long after I'm gone. And that's amazing to me. I love that. I'm humbled that I have that opportunity. And so today I want to talk to you a little bit about my experience with saying yes to stepping into KidVenture. And I'm sure that some of you are already rolling your eyes and thinking like, how could Pastor Kyle give this girl a whole Sunday morning to tell us why we should volunteer in KidVenture? And that's not the case. But what I am going to share with you today is saying yes to God. And what that looks like in our lives. And it's going to be different for you. I'm not saying that you should fill out a card and sign up in KidVenture. If you did, I wouldn't hate you. But, right? But no pressure. But for me, Abby, Abby Constance was doing the kids ministry before. And she just had a lot going on in her life. And she knew that it was her time to transition out. So she approached me. We were sitting together at a park. And she was like, hey, here's what's happening in my life. And I just feel like... I'm done. I feel like I've, you know, worked my season and I'm ready to step down. I would love you to pray about taking over a KidVenture. And me just being in a very sound place spiritually and being a very deep, like, slow to speak, deep thinker, I was like, (laughs) nope. (laughs) 
I'm not, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to do that. <laughs> right? And she was like, well, just pray about it. Okay, I won't. <laughs> right? So I went on my merry way. And as God often does, he just doesn't let things go. You know, when he wants you to do something, he's going to keep, keep tugging at your heart and keep poking at you and saying, just, just think about it. Just talk to me about it. Come on, just talk to me about it. So I'm going on this, like, path of denial of, like, I don't even like kids. I'm not even good with kids. I don't <laughs> all the stupid things that we say, you know. Um, until one, one night I had a dream. God doesn't talk to me in dreams. That's, how, that's when you know it's serious, when God's like, that's it. I'm going to give you a dream. I had a dream that I was sitting in here, and Pastor Kyle was up here preaching, and all of a sudden, I couldn't hear Pastor Kyle anymore. I could see his mouth was moving, but I couldn't hear him, and I just felt like, what, what's going on? And I felt God say to me, I don't want you to be in here. You're not supposed to be in here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> right? Okay. So that was my moment where I came face to face with God, and I said, okay, I say yes to you. And it has been an amazing journey. It has not been perfect. I wish I could say that I leave every Sunday morning feeling like a total boss. I do not. <laughs> right? You know, they're your children. Like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like they're the boss. If, if on their way out the door, if you ever hear me saying like, Jesus, Jesus, it's just me trying to remind them what we talked about during the day, you know? Because all it takes is one kid to be like, I have a Band-Aid on my pinky. And then we get off on this rabbit trail, and your kids leave, and you're like, what did you talk about in Kidventure? Band-Aids. No, we did not. <laughs> right? So some days go like that. Some days are amazing. But I love, I love what I do, and I do not regret saying yes to God. And as I was praying for you guys and praying about this moment that I have this morning, I felt like, God, what do you want your people to know? And I think that, it's, that God is asking you to do something. He's extending an invitation to you, whatever that looks like. Hopefully it's not Kidventure, because then I'd be out of a job, but if it is, right? But God's extending an invitation to you to partner with him for something. And what's on his heart is that he wants you desperately to say yes as his children. And how do I know that? Why do we choose to say yes to God? The first reason that I believe we should say yes to God is because we were created to do so. In creation, when God was creating the world out of nothing, we've been talking about this in Kidventure. What did God use, guys? What did God use to create the world? His words. He spoke creation into existence. And we tried. We tried speaking chocolate donuts into existence, and it did not work, right? God spoke the world into existence, but when it came to humanity, he did something totally different that shows me that there's something precious about us that's different than everything else that he created. Genesis 2-7 says, Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Everything else God created from a distance. He just used his words and said, this is what I want. This is what I see. This is what I want. But when it came to humanity, he came close. And he used his hands, right? And he breathed his breath of life into us. And I don't know about you, but that's not really something we share on a daily basis, your breath, right? That's the core of who you are. Maybe some of you do. I don't know. We shouldn't. <laughs> At the core of who you are, that's your breath. And God unashamedly and unafraid gave us his breath. Just breathe it into us and we came to life. Yeah. And then from there, there's a verse in Ephesians 2.10 that says, For we are God's handiwork, created with his hands, not his words, 
his handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I believe that you were created to say yes. God's original intent for each and every one of us was that we would say, yes, God, what can I do? How do you want me to partner with you? How can I be a part of what you're doing? Yes, right? Because I'm not a parent, but I'm assuming that no parent in here, when you're talking about having children and you're dreaming about your future children, I don't imagine that you think, and they'll be rebellious and terrible people and tell us no, right? Well, God's a father, When he dreamt us up and he was dreaming about the future with us, he envisioned that we would partner with him. That was our purpose. That's what he created us to do. And that's why he gave us his breath. He knows what we're capable of doing because we have him inside of us. You were created to say yes. How can I turn around and use the breath that God has given me to make excuses back to God? How can I do that? But we do, don't we? One of my favorite things about working with kids is the stories that you get to walk away with, right? My life would be no fun if I had no kid stories to tell. So I'm just going to tell one, okay? I nanny for three children, a baby and two little boys, and we go to the country club, the club, okay, for swimming. So one morning I had to pick the boys up from golf and walk them just across the parking lot to the pool. Sounds easy enough, right? It's not. (laughs) In my hands, I have this squirmy baby in the 50-pound pool bag, right? And these two little kids are just waddling behind me. And they're just talking to themselves like, well, you look like a torpedo. (laughs) Well, you look like a bowl of cereal. (laughs) And we're just, okay, come on, guys. We got to get And all of a sudden, I hear the dreaded, well, your whole body looks like a giant butt. (laughs) Which was inevitably followed by a, no, ah, and a punch to the gut, right? And I turn around, and then there's Tyler lying on the ground. He's just in all white because he just come from golf. He's lying on the parking lot, screaming at the top of his lungs. And might I add that there are, like, beautiful, tall tennis people walking by, all dressed in white, you know, and I've got my sunburned face and my frizzy afro, and I'm like, get off the floor! You don't look like a butt! Get off the floor! Nobody looks like a butt! Right? <laughs> but... Kids make you say, you find yourself saying things to kids that you're like, why should I ever have to say that in the world? (laughs) Who finds themselves having to convince someone you don't actually look like a butt? Nobody does. (laughs) Right? But as I was preparing this word and as I was leaning into God, I felt like God is so much more patient with us than I am. But that is what our excuses sound like to God all the time but I don't have enough money, but I've been hurt, but I'm too old, but I'm too young, but I look like a butt. (laughs) And God finds himself saying things like, you don't look like a butt. I have enough money for you. You're not too old. I will be with you. It's fine. Right? Those are the reasons that we don't say yes to God, but God's saying, nope. Those excuses are as stupid as saying I look like a giant butt. And the second reason that I feel challenged and compelled to say yes to God is that God doesn't have to use me. He wants to. I firmly believe that we are the best story that God wants to tell. There's this verse, I love it, in Luke 19, 36 through 40. Jesus is coming into town. He's riding on the donkey. This is what we talk about on Palm Sunday, you know. And everyone's cheering and shouting and celebrating And the Pharisees, 
the religious people are telling, like, get the crowd under control. Stop that. And um, let's see, it says, he went along and people spread their cloaks on the road. And when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for the miracles that they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Tell them to keep it down. I tell you, he replied, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. And to me, that says that God is passionate about his glory, and he deserves worship, and he will get it. He can manipulate nature, right? He can use rocks to serve his purpose. There's a, there's a verse in the Bible where a man, a prophet, a man of God is fed by ravens. Birds bring him food, right? God can do it. I just don't think that he wants to. I think that he looks out and he says, why? I have people that I created with my hands, that I filled with my breath, and I'm asking them to partner with me. Why should I have to grab a tree from the backyard and make her lead adventure? I should have someone, one of my own, step up and respond and say yes to me. Because I want to. God wants to partner with us. And I love that. Sometimes I can get into this mindset of like, well, I have to. I have to sign up for this. I feel obligated to do this. That's not it. And the truth is, is that God doesn't need you and he'll move on without you. That's fine. He's respectful, right? He won't force you to. But here's the thought. I believe that in saying yes, I think that my positive response positions me for perfect provision. It's a lot of peace. It's easier to write than it is to say. I believe that God will move on without you. He'll extend an invitation and he'll say, do you want to partner with me in whatever that is for you? I'm not saying it's KidVenture. I don't know what it is. But I do believe that God has an invitation for each and every one of you because he created you to do so. He created you to work with him for his kingdom, to build things for his glory, to be a part of something that's so much bigger than yourself. And I believe that that's fine. He'll say, okay, if you don't want to, I will find somebody else. But have you ever found yourself just like struggling, just so unhappy and so discontent and feeling like, man, where is the grace, man? I believe that God moves ahead of you. And he says, if you want to come, if you want to step into this, you'll find the grace. You'll find the joy. You'll find exactly what you need to do it. You just have to say yes and you have to come and you have to meet me out here. Right? By responding positively, that requires us to take steps. And I'm always amazed when I start out with my excuses of why I can't. Right? I've done children's ministry before, and I felt like I had failed, honestly. I'm really bad at the administrative side of things. My leaders will tell you, like, she always emails us at the last minute. <laughs> right? So when I left children's ministry before, I felt like I'm not good at it. I can't do it. So God had to work with me through my excuses. Right, and then I get there and I'm like, okay, now I just, I'm back here because nobody else wants to be with the kids. And God says, no, 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 I, I want to do this with you. I want to partner with you. And then once you get to that place, I have found so much grace for my life. I am really busy, but I love what I do. And somehow there are always enough hours in the day because I'm partnering with God. And lo and behold, his presence and his provision and his grace is actually where he said it would be. Imagine that. 
right? When he asks you to do something and then actually comes through for you, right? So the band is going to come as we're closing out. And I just, I really want to challenge you. I want to ask you, what is it for you? Because I know this cannot just be a me thing. Do you know how I know that? Because I've said yes to God, and he still keeps asking me things. So I'm like, okay, turns out this is a lifelong journey, (laughs) right? And turns out I'm not the only one who has the breath of God inside of me, am I? God created each and every one of us to partner with him because he delights it. It brings him so much pleasure. So what is your thing? What is God asking you to do? I'm so convinced that in front of each and every one of you, there's some sort of an invitation. And you, you have your excuses, right, and your reasons. And far be it for me to stand up here and tell you that they're not valid because I have complained about far stupider things than you probably have, right? Like, oh, I can't because I look like a bot, <laughs> right? But that's what it sounds like to God. He says, no, 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 don't come to me with your excuses. Remember, I know what's inside of you. I filled you with my breath. The power of the living God, of Jesus Christ, is inside of you. You don't have excuses that can stand up under that. Okay, okay, all right. So then you get there. Maybe you're struggling with a sense of obligation of like, I said yes, and I'm not happy. (laughs) I know none of us ever do that. But maybe you're in that place where you, you're feeling like, God, I need you to give me the joy then. I need, I need to know that this is what you want. I want to feel the pleasure of God because I did say yes. Because I did respond. Or maybe you're in that place where it's, it's hard to step out because you're like, is the provision of God really going to be there? He says that it is, but it's scary. It's a big deal. So I want to read this verse in Jude or several verses, five verses, Jude 20 through 25. But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourself in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. Be merciful to those who doubt. Save others by snatching them from the fire. To others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Maybe it's just me, but doesn't that first chunk of scripture sound like a big yes? You know, being merciful, showing mercy, waiting for eternal life. That seems like the yes part to me. That seems like a bunch of people who have said, yes, God. So then there's this chunk down at the bottom, which I love. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. Doesn't that sound like provision? I love that. God's never going to let you fall flat on your face. If you say yes, he's got you. To him who is able to keep you. Sometimes I have to tell that to myself all the time. He's able to keep you. He's able to keep you. And throw some synonyms in there, right? He's able to protect you. He's able to hold you. He's able to treasure you. He's able to care for you, to provide for you. Whatever it is for you. I don't think that God minds that I put synonyms in, right? That's fine. (laughs) To him who is able to keep you. 
if you say yes, God will provide every time. Will you guys stand with me across the room? We're gonna, we're gonna go into worship and I just love this song that we're singing. It talks about that it's, it's God's breath inside of us and so we pour it out in praise to him. And so wherever you are in whatever season of life, whatever place you are, whatever part of the invitation you're in, I just ask that you would open up your heart and you would hear what God has to say. And that you would let him minister to you because I can say all the words that I want to. I can make you laugh by saying but like 40 times up here. But only you and God can have the encounter that you need to have to move forward, to step forward into the yes. Only you can use your voice to respond back to God and say, yes, I'm committed to this, or yes, I will do this with you, God. And only God can give you the peace of mind, and only God can give you his presence, and only God can give you his peace and his provision. So we're going to pray, Father God, we need you. We need you. I so believe that you've extended an invitation to us, but from there, we need you. We need the power of your presence. We need your peace. We need to know that you're with us. For some of us, we need certainty. For some of us, we need confirmation. For some of us, we just need to stop being stubborn. But God, you know. You see each and every one of us through and through. And so I ask today that your spirit would come and you would minister very closely to each and every one of us. Let us have an encounter with you that is deeply personal. And may we be faithful sons and daughters. May we respond with a yes, Father, yes. I will work with you. I will partner with you. Yes, God. Lord, let your presence be here.